The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Two weeks. Wow. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, before I just go into sermon, um, I want to remind you that we have um, um, Ladies and Men in Ministry, November 26th to 28th. Hallelujah. So let's try and make sure you plan that. We are making all the room for you to ensure that you have a wonderful and comfortable time. Praise God. Okay. All right. Now let's turn our Bible's book of Acts of Apostles quickly. Hallelujah. Okay. That's good. I think I'm going to come down. I think I like this coming down business. Acts chapter number one. Acts chapter one. And verse 5 into 8. Are we there? All right, can we read one, two? What does it say? Hmm. Wait a minute. It says, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Okay. John truly baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So, first, let me just state clearly that there are two types of baptisms we see in Scripture. We have water baptism, right? Right? Then we now have Holy Ghost baptism. Water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism. Now, water baptism was a shadow or typology of Holy Ghost baptism which means that water baptism was a kind of like a figure of speech to illustrate what God was going to do, okay, in Holy Ghost baptism. So Holy Ghost baptism is the reality. Water baptism is the shadow. Praise God. So it's in water baptism we understand what God was going to do in Christ by baptizing us in the Holy Ghost. Amen. In water baptism, men were immersed into water, which is a physical emblem. But in Holy Ghost baptism, men are immersed into what? Spirit of God. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Now, Matthew chapter 3, turn in there. Matthew 3 and verse 11. Matthew chapter number 3 and verse 11. What does it say? Look at Jesus. I'm sorry. John the Baptist is speaking here. All right? John the Baptist is speaking here. Can we read one to go? What does it say? It says what? I indeed baptize you with what? Water unto what? Repentance. But he that cometh after what? Me is mightier than what? Alright. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost. And with what? Now, someone was telling me that this was talking about Mohammed. I found it very funny. I said, well, Mohammed baptizing the Holy Ghost on fire. Wow, that's, that's new. Amen. <laughs> so that's what his imam told him. <laughs> I said, your imam lied, bro. <laughs> he lied. Mohammed got no Holy Ghost to give you. Amen. We love Mohammed, but he got no Holy Ghost to give you. I'm not even sure he has water because death has all about the place. Amen. Now it says, I indeed baptize with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. This is a testimony of John the Baptist about Jesus. He says, Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with what? 
with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So that means, what was John baptizing people with? Talk to me now. He was baptizing people with what? Water. What was Jesus baptizing people with? You see that? So John baptized with water. Jesus was to baptize with Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Is water baptism wrong? No. But we must understand that water baptism is a symbolism, glory to God, pointing to a reality. Just like um, Passover was pointing to a reality. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. All right? Colossians 2, 13. Glory to Jesus Christ. I said glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ. He says, and you being dead in your sins and your circumstances of death are speaking together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Continue verse 14. He says what? Uh-huh. Listen, blotting out the handwriting of all nonsense that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Next verse. Principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Next verse. Let no man therefore what? Judge you in what? In meat. Or what? Or in drink. Or in what? Respect of an holiday. Or what? Of the new moon. Or of the what? Sabbath days. Next verse. It now says what? Which are what? A shadow of things to come. Alright? But the body is of what? Of Christ. So that means those things were a shadow of things to come. The washings in the law. Okay? The meat, the drink, the holy days were a shadow of things to come. Christ is the body. Christ is the substance. Glory to God. So in Christ, we are baptized into who? The Holy Ghost. Praise God. So, uh, when are you baptized into the Holy Ghost? You are baptized into the Holy Ghost the moment you become, all right, a Christian. The moment you receive Jesus into your life. The moment you accept Jesus, you are baptized into the Holy Ghost. You are immersed into the Holy Ghost. That's what happens. The moment you say, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for me on the cross. You are baptized into the Holy Ghost. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13. It says, for by one spirit, turn in there, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one spirit, are we all what? Are we all what? Baptized into what? One body. Whether we be what? Jews or what? Or Gentiles. Whether we be what? Bond or free. And have been all made to drink into what? One spirit. Amen. So, my connection with you is the Holy Spirit. Your connection with me is what? The Holy Spirit. So I can pray for you if I am praying in the Holy Spirit. And my mind may not know that I'm praying for you. I can touch your life through the Holy Spirit. Because if I am in, if we are in the body of Christ by the Spirit of God, it means one part of the body can affect another part of the body. So now that interconnectivity Praise God. is made possible by what? The Spirit of God. Amen. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Everybody say the Spirit of God. So it is an immersion into the Spirit of God. An immersion into the Holy Ghost. So when I become in Christ, when I come in Christ, I have come into the Holy Ghost. I have been submerged in the Spirit. That is who I am. Amen. I said amen. 
Now, how many of you have seen a ghost before? Seen a ghost before? How many of you have seen a ghost before? I mean, you're like, oh, okay, what's pastor talking about? I mean, I've seen spirit. Have you seen spirit before? Have you seen spirit? No, you've not seen spirit. So that means when we say spirit, we imply you can't see it. Correct? Correct. Good. But if, I remember I've watched some of these um, movies, horror movies, you know, that implies there's some spirit in the place, you know, then the pot begins to, to fly and the spoon begins to move this way. So we are seeing a manifestation that, that, that's supposed to be a manifestation of an unseen personality. Is that correct? Which means if a spirit is present, the only way you will see the spirit is via a manifestation of that. You understand? Let me tell you. Tell me about Saint John's Gospel chapter three. Let me show you this real quickly. Glory to God. Do we have any Barcelona fans here? So I want to rub it in before we find that scripture. <laughs> All my football years, never known Barcelona fans to suffer. They were the only fans that watched football without any kind of problem with their heart. Because they knew somehow Messi would take the ball from the midfield with a mazy run from the left side, cutting and cutting. I remember this time, I, 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 I'm a Madrid fan. I support Madrid in Spain and Chelsea in this thing because you see, I support people that have money. Amen? So <laughs> that's why I can't support Arsenal. They don't have money. Yes, so they have money now, but it's too late. Everybody has more than them. So, you know, so, ah, oh, I mean, I watched one, a classical match was tough. Well, now that has got two. One there has got two. It was now the 92nd minute. Well, okay, it's a draw. And it was in Benabar. Ah, the, the Sunday, there was Sunday, there was service the following day. Ah! It pained me. My, my emotions were moved. But like this last kick of the way, the pastor Messi scored and he went and removed shirt. And he now began to do it in our stadium. Ah, it me. I said, one day, the prophetic word will come to pass. This guy will be removed and they will have no replacement. Then they will play like Watford. <laughs> so as I was watching them yesterday, I was like, yes. Yes, yeah, so we are the pain. What are you going to do? We are giving free kick. After fast, we are back. Amen. He got taught everybody. But you see, what you have found out is that the heart of man is wicked. <laughs> when you are progressing, some people are waiting for your downfall. That's what it means. Praise God. Yeah. Posting fine picture. Don't worry. Heart of man. What do you do when people are succeeding around you? Wish them well. Glory to God. Clap for them. Glory to God. Celebrate them. Your, your best friend has a good guy. You understand? Don't mean you say, <coughs> oh, Wow. I'm happy for you now. You see this life. Never say never. Just, just I don't know. Then you now put question mark in our love. Now I say, ah, as we're going, I saw him was looking at that. that hmm. Be careful, though. You understand? Celebrate people, be happy for people. Praise God. Don't wish them well, like I wish them ill, like I wish Barcelona ill. Hallelujah. Walk in love towards them. Amen? Praise God. 
Don't, don't let, don't say, don't worry, I'm miserable. I don't have results in this area. Until you climb down from where you are getting results so that all of us, you understand, can have no results, I won't rest. Don't be like that. Celebrate people while they are on the mountain and you seem to be in the valley. Celebrate them. Praise the Lord. Your own time will come. But you are not celebrating them so that your time will come. You are celebrating them because it is the right thing to do. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Alright, good. Where did I say she open? Now, the John 3. Alright, verse 8. Can we read one to go? It says the wind. The wind blows where what? How many of you have seen the wind before? You know you can't see the wind, but you can see the what? The manifestation of that wind. He says, the wind bloweth where it listed, and thou hearest. So that means, even though we cannot see the wind, there are effects, hallelujah, that we can point to. He says, and, oh, sorry. He said, we listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. He says, so is everyone that is born of a what? Hmm. So that means, there is, look at it, it says, the wind bloweth where it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof. Glory to God. But thou cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So that means there is a locomotive aspect of the man born of the Spirit. There is a place he's coming from and there's a place he's going to. Glory to God. Now, you may not be able to see it, but you can hear it. Glory to God. And there will be a manifestation of the man with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, every believer seated here, if you believe in Jesus, glory to God, the Spirit of God lives inside of you. But people will not know it except there is a manifestation. Hallelujah. Except there is a what? Manifestation. We can shout God is here all we want, but people, and someone that is an atheist, an unbeliever, may not believe God is here, probably, but if you see somebody who came in with a wheelchair, Start getting up. Someone who came with crutches, drops it, and begins to run around. The person will know, though I didn't see a God, I can see that there was this person here, all right, that was not walking, but is now walking. That is a manifestation of what? Of the Spirit. Are you, are you paying attention? So, the manifestation of the Spirit is the pointer, the proof that the Spirit is present. Praise the Lord. Now, in manifestations of the Spirit and in the outbursts of the glory of God, the demonstration of the glory of God, there are levels. There are stages. And I want to show you this quickly because the Lord said to show this to you. Turn your Bible to the book of Ezekiel. Hallelujah. Amen. The book of Ezekiel. One of the most powerful books of the Old Testament. How of you know that? Ezekiel, one of the most powerful books, all right, of the Old Testament. I love the book of Ezekiel because, number one, the book of Ezekiel is the book that shows you a lot about being a new creation. A new creation. Amen. It talks about a new heart, all right? It will take out of you a heart of flesh and it will put what? A what? A new spirit within you. And it will cause you to walk in his what? In his statutes. Hallelujah. That's Ezekiel. Ezekiel was the one that says, And the Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. That's Ezekiel. Glory to God. Ezekiel. Powerful, powerful book of the Bible. Now, look at Ezekiel chapter 47. 
Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 1. Praise God. You ready? Are you ready? Now, there are levels to the manifestation of the anointing. Levels to the manifestations of God's power through your life. Through your life. And though you have received all of the Holy Spirit and all of the power of God on your inside, you have not yet manifested all of that power to the degree to which you should manifest it. Are you with me so far? I said, are you with me so far? Now, let me show you this quickly. Look at this. Ezekiel 47 verse 1. It says, Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under the, from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the other gate by the way that looked eastward and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. Now everybody read verse 3. It says what? And when the man that had the line, look at this, when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured what? He measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the what? Ankles. So the depth was ankle depth. Praise God. So the manifestation of the spirit was at the ankle depth. Amen. Now look at the next thing he says. He says, Again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were toward to the knees. You see that? To the knees. So you notice that the water level kept rising. Amen. From no water to the brink of the river, to the um, entering the ankles. Then after it passes the ankles, it gets where? To the knees. Praise God. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters where toward to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. So you had the ankle, you had the knee, you had the loins, then you had a river that could not be what? Passed over. Hiya. Praise God. What's that telling you? It's telling you that there are manifestations of the spirit where you are walking. Alright? You are walking. Okay? You are walking that manifestation. Okay? There's the ankle level. It's there. Your feet are wet. But all other parts of your body is not wet. Alright? There are certain results you will get at that level. Then you get to the, uh, the knee level. Alright? Now, more part of you are wet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then it gets to what? The loins level. Now, half of you is wet. Then you get to a point where you are totally submerged in that river where, alright, more of the river determines your movement and your flow in it than your own capacity. What that tells you is that the unveiling and the manifestation of the power of God is progressive. Hallelujah. And it actually has to do with a lot of your participation. Notice that the man or Ezekiel had to wade through the river. 
There was something he did. So he had to cooperate with the man and enter the river. Then uh, he measured a thousand cubits. So he walked a thousand cubits, then it was ankle. Then he walked a thousand cubits, then it was knee. Then he walked a thousand cubits, then it was what? The loins. Praise God. Then he walked a thousand cubits, and it was what? A river he couldn't swim through. Many of us, many times, we have gotten, we have gotten the infilling of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is on our inside. But we have not, how I put this, we have not yet participated enough with the Spirit of God to see the glory of God manifested in all that we are to do as we ought to see it. Hallelujah. As we ought to see it. Because the truth is, some folk have been stuck in the ankle level for a long time. They've not moved from there. They've been stuck. Some people are just there. Okay? Ankle level, they got filled with the Holy Ghost. They've been speaking that same tongue, you know, that they got filled with. That same thing. You understand? They've not spoken in tongue more than five minutes per time. You understand? They've not yet given themselves or yielded themselves to the Spirit of God. Glory to God. You notice, it says they measure a 1,000 cubits. So that 1,000 cubits, so there's a lot of spiritual activity. Maybe the Lord has told you, yeah, go into a fast before me. All right? Spend some time reading the word. And spend some time, or, or come to LMM, you know, and you go for a program. Praise God. And as you participate in that program, that's, that 1,000 cubits is being measured. You find out that after you have come out of such meetings, you've moved from being at the brink of the river, you are not at the ankle level. So you now begin to get certain results you were not getting before. Are you with me so far? Yes, sir. Amen. But you see, there is always a process from that ankle to the knee level. There is a process. There is a point where you get to a point where you begin to pray and eyes, deaf ears are unstopped. The blind begin to see. Praise God. Praise God. I was praying with a, uh, at, okay, there was a lady that was wearing glasses. All right. She attended the service with glasses. Couldn't see. Far without glasses. Even me. I use, I use glasses. But someone came to the service with glasses. And after I laid hands on her and prayed, all right, she removed the glasses and she could see. She didn't need glasses anymore. Praise God. There was a man that was there that was deaf. In fact, when I, I put, if you in your WhatsApp group, you see the videos, I sent it to you guys. I said, it was a, I was trying to ask him, what do you want me to pray about? He couldn't hear. Say, I'm so sorry, I can't hear what you're saying. So I can't hear what you're saying. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, he was doing that. After I laid down something, prayed on him, all right, the power of God hit him. And after that, he was hearing. Hallelujah. He was hearing. Now, how is that possible? The, that didn't happen when, at the beginning when I got filled with the Spirit of God. It happened at the beginning. Hallelujah. It didn't. I tried. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I tried. Okay, I was talking to one of my daughters. She had a pain at her back. So she had a pain on her back. So she came and she said, Pastor, I want you to pray with me. I've been having this pain for a while, you know, you know. And she said, I've been saying, Come out, come out. It didn't go out. Come out, it didn't go out. Come out, it didn't go out. So I said, Okay, let us pray. So I went there and I held her and I said, Come out in Jesus' name. Amen. Check. Pastor is gone. She now said, Pastor, why didn't it go when I prayed? Are you following? Praise God. Now listen to me. Look. There are certain results you will not be able to get until you are at, say, maybe the ankle level, 
until you are saved, maybe the what? The knee level. Until you are saved, maybe what? The loins level. And until you are at the point where you are at that waters, the waters where, you know, you, you, know, you, you have to just swim through, you can't walk through. It's the same thing like this. Um, how, what example am I going to use to explain this? Praise God. Praise God. Okay, let me use an example. How many of you have a 10 kVA gen at home? Most people don't, right? Okay, how many of you have a 2.5 kVA gen at home? 2.5 kVA. Oh, come on now. If you don't have 2.5 kVA, that means people don't want to participate. How many of you have 2.5 kVA gen at home? Oh, someone, okay, you have a, which one, you, which one do you have, Albert? You have Jen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. But now, I want to ask you a question now. Listen. How many of you, the Jen you have that you don't know the KVA, <laughs> how many of you can put five ACs on it? Five. 1.5 kV, you put 1.5 kV on it. You just put on jam, just put on all the aces and you are chilling. Can you do that? No. What will happen? First of all, the jump is shut down. Is that correct? I'm all the time when we move to Surulere uh, um, Center. By the way, Surulere uh, Church is moving out of that place. Yeah, we are moving to a bigger place. Praise God. So, now, I remember when we got there, we. <laughs> We started the services in that place. We bought a 2.5 kVA generator. The first few Sundays were hot, if you remember. Amen? Because <laughs> I remember those days. James would be drumming and be sweating like a, you know. But we be sweating and we serving the Lord joyfully. Hallelujah. So what did we do? We now went and we bought, because we couldn't go and buy Mikano yet, because we didn't have the money then. So we bought um, 7.5 kVA generators. That time, dollar was not this crazy. But we bought 7.5, bought like three. Then we now this series connection. You understand? So we will now, so first we started, we bought one 7.5 kVA generator. So we now thought that that 7.5 kVA generator would be able to carry four gens and the sound. So we did that first. So when we did that and we put the load on it, as we're having service like that, all of a sudden, pa! It will die. What was he saying? He's saying, the load you put on me is two words. Some of us, the manifestation of the power of God in our life is too small to carry the weight of the challenges we are trying to tackle. Glory to God. It's too small. We need to get to deeper waters in the spirit. We need to get to deeper waters of manifestation. Deeper. We need to get deeper. Hallelujah. Deeper waters. You are going through challenges. Things are tough. It might, God is not the one that sent those challenges. But God is hoping, praise God, that those challenges will make you run to Him. Run deeper in Him. Hallelujah. I, I'll give you an example. I will close. There was a time we had a challenge in church. Amen. <laughs> I cannot forget that period. It was one of the most, the, the most, it was one of the toughest periods in ministry for me. Someone came and said stuff. Then it wasn't true. And 
um, folks now heard it and began to think it was true. Then all of a sudden, people now began to have, um, you know, you know. I always tell so I said, look, a church, all right, things have to happen in a church. Miracles have to happen because if miracles don't happen or miracles happen and people don't tell it, you will begin to find some people will begin to say that um, why they were in the church, they were saying demons. I was not allowing miracles to happen and stuff like that. Weird stuff. You know, you're in Africa. Africa, we are weird in this country. Amen. You can teach new Christian realities for years, but people's African sides, that thing does not die easy. It doesn't die easily. You are, ah, my God. Like a lady, she said, ah, why she was in church? Eh? Demons. She saw demons coming out of the walls. I was like, ah. You know? And when she said that, people say, hey, me, me too. Ah, I felt it. Praise God. So that those people they left, amen. Apparently, it was not from the world the demon was coming, it was from them. So, <laughs> so <laughs> because some of them have come back to say we are, we are sorry for this nonsense and stupidity, we said, All right, we, we, we should have, we know better now that we should have learned better from you. All right, praise God. So, that time it was tough. Ah, it was really tough at that time. I won't like I got to a point where I was like, Ah. Lord, it's because of ministry they are saying this against me. If I was in the corporate sector, just doing my thing. I just traveled to Canada when 2009. Imagine if I traveled to 2009. I'd be a big boy. I'll be doing Zoom, Zoom, this thing for the poor doctors in Nigeria. They also say, call of you come together. I want to show you how to make it in life. You know what we're coming to be accusing me of this funny stuff I didn't do? You know? But I spent time praying. I spent time praying. And, and as a ministry, we now started praying like crazy. So you see, challenges are supposed to drive you to deeper waters. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not to get you to barren land. It should drive you to deeper waters. When you are doing, in the thick of challenges, you go and pray. You lock yourself in the room. You are talking in tongues. Talking in tongues. One hour, two hours. You are searching. Hallelujah. You are, they've measured a thousand cubits for you. You are entering deeper. Entering deeper. By the time you come out of that thing, ah, you can't come out the same. Glory to God. Adversity is good. No skilled warrior becomes skilled without adversity. In the same way, no spiritual warrior, what is sought, does not have battle scars. You will have challenges that you have surmounted with the word and the spirit. You need to have those challenges. You need to have battles you fought and you won by the word and the spirit. You need to have them. If you don't have them, boy, you are not skilled. Hallelujah. You are not skilled. Adversity, by the time you, you have proved the world in adversity, you have demonstrated the spirit in adversity, you will now find out when something's coming, not say that one is meat for me. Amen. Look at what David said when Goliath came against him. All right. He was standing in front of Saul. Saul was saying, how are you going to deal with this dude? This big, can't you see? Amen. Goliath is big on the outward. He looks on the, you can't defeat him on the outward. Like Anthony Joshua. You feel like you can't beat him. Praise God. Do you know what David said to Saul? He said, I was in my father's farm. I was standing sheep. He now said, a what? A bear came and took one of the sheep. Glory to God. 
David didn't say, I think I cried for help. No. He said, I took the sheep after, out of his mouth. He said, and when he came after me, hallelujah, I took it by the mouth and I smote it. Then he said, again, a lion came. I did the same thing. He said, these uncircumcised Philistines. He said, the God that delivered me from the lion and the sheep and the, and the bear will deliver me from this one. That's what adversity is. A reference point for what? Where you demonstrated the power of God and you came out alive. So you know say The God that brought me out of that one, he will bring me out of this one. Praise God. Praise God. I said, praise God. Yeah. You measure, you go deeper in the spirit. Now, how do you go deeper in the spirit? How do you go deeper in the things of God? How? Hallelujah. Number one. Consistency. 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 You see, I, 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 <laughs> I always hear some grace folks who say things like, oh, uh, you hear things like, um, um, Jesus prayed for me, so I don't have to pray hard. You know, have you heard people saying stuff like that? Yes, that Jesus fasted, so I don't have to fast. When I hear those folks, I'm like, wow, wow, you, 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 look at you. Amen? Look at you. Wow. Isn't it ironic that the man that has the greatest uh, uh, influence in terms of Christianity in this country is a prayer addict and a faster, Pastor Adeboye? In fact, I grew up on his messages. I remember there was a time we went to camp, and this man would be talking about praying long hours. So, we, as a young person there, the desire to pray long hours came from that in the year 2000. So, I was looking at some, watching a video where he said there was a time he and his friends, they wanted to, they wanted to take, they said they wanted a revival to happen in the 80s in the Redeemed Christian Church of God. So, he and his friends went and prayed for 36 hours. They went to pray for what? 36 hours. Only taking five minutes break to use the toilet. 36 hours praying in tongues. My friend, who is your friend? What do you and your friend do? Because for 36 hours, they were applying pressure spiritually. Pushing things in the realm of the spirit. Betting things in the realm of the spirit. Listen to me. There are, oh glory to God. There are prayer sessions that are betting sessions. Where you are betting things that will happen in the next five years. There are prayer sessions that are labor rooms. Glory to God. There are labor rooms. You are there. You, the spirit is not letting you go. You want to go. Hold you go. Say, no, don't go anywhere. Stay there. You are praying. You are betting things. You are betting things. You are pushing it from the realm of the spirit into the physical. There is a resisting force in the physical. Trying to stop them and you push it out. Hallelujah. Why is long prayer necessary? Because there is a battle going on. A battle for manifestation. Praise God. Amen. And you are saying... If the word that became flesh prayed, who are you? God came on two legs and prayed. Great, the Bible says he prayed great drops of, of blood. 
The way Jesus Christ prayed, I had to sit down one day and said, Ah, Koye me now, Kilo D. Jesus, we want now. Ah, Kilo D, all, continue all night in prayer to God. What is going on? What is this prayer about? What were you saying? Continued all night in prayer, God in flesh. So if God in flesh prayed that much to see power, if I pray less, I won't see power. Glory to God. Glory to God. Brother, listen to me, ministers. You guys are going to be ministers. Listen. Don't you climb the pulpit on the crusade ground. And you are now saying, you witches are with that. <laughs> Don't be saying if you have not prayed, though. <laughs> there was a particular man. Let me tell you a story. There's a particular man. Dr. Oyukoya told the story. This guy was not a fire. No, guy, no fire. You see, if you shake him like this, Shako will not come out. Holy Ghost Shako won't come out. Tobak Bombay. Holy Ghost Shako. Konijade. Yes, sir. So one day he went to preach somewhere. And he was now talking big. He said, any witch that is here, my God will embarrass you. And we will say, amen. <laughs> so, after the service, the guy went to his place to sleep. He went to sleep. He slept. And do you know where he woke up? By the transportation of witches, he woke up in the center of the town. Yeah, I'm telling you, center of the town. Which is cover cloth and his pillow. Naked with cover cloth. And people came to wake him up. Ah, Pastor Alagba, what is happening? What are you doing here? He, he, I didn't know I got it. Yeah, they, they sorted him out. <laughs> Praise God. So listen, <laughs> you must, you must, you must be oligorized regularly. Praise God. As a Christian, you're a powerhouse. So it means that you must regularly push out fire, push out power. Glory to God. I hear what I'm saying. Listen, I, I wish I had a perfume here. Imagine if you had a perfume, a, a, a body spray, amen, and you took that body spray and you began to press it and the content began to come out, right? If you press it a little, you know we just smell it a bit, right? But there's a level to which we press it, press the, uh, the, uh, the body spray and saturate this place that somebody outside there will begin to say something is smelling. Is that correct? Something, right? Then it can get to a point where we saturate it so that people in the next neighborhood begin to perceive something. Our, our folks put chemical sprays around the compound and you two compounds away, you're smelling it. Or somebody is burning something somewhere and three compounds away, someone is burning something. Someone is burning something. You understand? You have to put out much power that way that a particular zone, a particular geographical location is saturated with the power you are putting out. Praise God. So that when you put that much power out, when you speak, glory to God, when you speak, things happen. He measured 1,000 cubits and it was ankle. He measured another 1,000 cubits and it was not. Listen, whenever a geographical location has no man or woman putting out power, should I tell you what will happen? There will be policies in that location that will be anti-gospel. All of a sudden, you will hear that we don't have more than two, we have more than two gender. It's no longer male and female. You now be hearing that there is um, cis has has cis cis asa. You are saying say how many gender? Why want one hundred fifty? So who am I? We don't know who you are. So you now be hearing people saying woman. No, she's not a woman. She's a body with a hole. You understand? You see, when you see things like that, you will know that there is no watchman in that city. 
The power level is low. But if the power level is, uh, is high and a Daniel rises up and begins to speak, you will find out that things will now begin to arrange themselves. Are you getting it? So that is why, all right, though the Bible introduces us to the Christian as king and priest, that order of king and priest, it is king to men, priest to God. But when it comes from God, it is priest and what? And king. Because you have to, in the place of your priesthood, offer spiritual sacrifices to God as incense. That incense is the manifested presence of God. And the mother presence is manifested. Glory to God. And you carry it. When you stand in your office as a king, you will get more results. Glory to God. You get more results. So believers have to come to that place of responsibility. You have been given the spirit of God. Now you have to manifest him. You have been given the power of God. Now you must demonstrate it. Amen? Demonstrate it. There, every time you do not spend time in prayer, every time you sacrifice prayer to do something else, when you wake up in the morning, you are on the ground for one hour looking at rubbish. All right, let me tell you something you are watching this. You know, you, I was like, listen, you know, these people that's I thank God that that thing is ending. Glory to God, amen. But I'll tell you something you will find out something that the devil has these wonderful side attractions to keep you from praying. I have noticed it. I have noticed it. One show, as the people that said, on that show is going to come. They said, Good ultimate search is coming up. I mean, boom, 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 boom. Everybody's talking about it. Ah, good. They will see Fangy, Fangy, Fangy. And you go, and, where is it? Where are we watching it? Where are we watching it? You can watch it there. You take your time again. Then another thing will come again. They will say, It is a um, bikini of the contest. Oh, then there's Mary, Mary, vote for her, vote for her, vote for her. It will just take your time. And you will be spiritually cool. Then you know what happened? You will not come to church. You won't find church interesting again. You understand? Because the devil has actually now primed you to be an entertainment junkie. He gets rasbata, pa, 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 suspense. You understand? Oh, oh, who is coming out? Who is going in? You understand? You mind like that. So normal word of God does not, uh, you know, you, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're not, you understand? Your brain is wanting different things. Hallelujah. If you want to be on fire for God, there are certain things you can't eat. It's not by Z, right? It's wrong. You can't eat it. You will minimize it. Okay, somebody saw it's out. Oh, thank God. You want to be God bless you. But when they are showing stuff that like, my eyes are not going to watch that one. Praise God. My eyes are not If you watch too much fornication, dramatize, you will start fornicating. You know? It's just a matter of time. Because you see what the devil will do is this. He will you'll be watching it. Ah uh-uh, ah now wow. So you fast forward it before you know it. Let's just watch it. Okay, that's the idea. Now okay. What happened is this? One day you will start dating somebody. One day. Then the opportunity will present itself. And as that opportunity presents itself, angel devil will now enter into your MacBook of your mind. Papa, where's that folder? Pa, pornographic folder. Pa, pa, enter. Okay, which episode are we going to activate? Pass! We are play. Now, what first starting? You cannot run. <laughs> we are run now. The Bible says, free our appearance of evil. Appearance of evil, oh yeah, sorry. Let us see. Because a program is already working inside your body. Appearance of evil. Okay, let's go. Before. 
Satan is one of the most patient persons ever. He patiently plans the downfall of your prayer life. He patiently plans the downfall of your spiritual life. Patiently. Satan plans two years in advance. Three years in advance. He will plan it. So that when you now arrive at the appointed time, yeah! Tom is a relationship. There's a person that the devil is already preparing for you. Like that. You can't catch fire. You just meet this person. This is your ice water. Some you travel abroad, and after you travel abroad, all of a sudden you now begin to you see, you see, you say, Are we sure the Bible is the word of God? You see, those books are they, you know, we need to be, you see, in Africa they are backward. You see, we need to we need to understand the sources of these books. There were some books that were not that were supposed to be there, they, they were not allowed in. Mm, you understand? Like the book of Tabetobits. Why is it not there? Eh? You, you have not read Ezekiel Finish. Now Tobit be your problem. Tobit. When, when did you read the book of Ruth? You have not read it. Tobit you are talking about. You are talking of Enoch. You. 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 And, and that is why you say the Bible is because of book of that was not there. The one way they read it. Don't read it down. Eh? Have you read it? So say, ah, East Africa, we pray a lot. When you come to Canada and you come to UK where things work, you won't pray as much. Oh, this Africa is very, eh, 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 eh. Just pack. Just say you are cold. <laughs> you understand? I don't, my relationship with God, my prayer life is not because of money. If you plan, carry me that like he put me for UK, it's the same thing I'll do. Listen, if you put me in UK, give me two weeks, church will start. Ah, Amy, forget it. Church will start to some way, somehow. How are you doing? I've met you somewhere before. Let me tell you. Should I show you? I let me give you a, this thing of pickup line. I have pickup line for evangelism. You understand? Who should I use to demonstrate? Oh, yeah, Nancy, come. I mean, I have rapport with Nancy. Come. Let me try to do it. So, these girl, guys, now it's difficult. I be so because some guys, the reason why they don't do evangelism, they are shy. They see fine babe, they're not going to. Hey, how are you? They're not going to. <laughs> Calm down. Easy. I said, hi, my name is Samuel. What's your name? Nancy. Have, have we met before? Uh, did you go to, I went to command on University, University of Lagos? No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if I have five minutes of your time. Yes or no. I'm really rushing somewhere. Okay. I have my tract in my hand. Praise God. Or some flyer, whatever. You understand? I say, I'm out on evangelism. I just want to share the word of God with you. You know, you know the Bible says this. 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 As I'm saying, Bible says, I've said one scripture, second scripture, third scripture. Holy Ghost is already entering. She already knows I'm not trying to ask her because the first hesitancy is that all oh, these stupid boys, they want to start asking me. I'm not asking gospel. So she will calm down. You understand? Then I'm giving word of God, 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 word of God. Let me find it. Are you born again? Um, yes. No. Oh, if it's yes, wow, wonderful. Praise God. What church do you go? This church. Oh, I don't currently go to church. Oh, I want to invite you to my church. Then I go to the next one. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Yes, no. No. Um, is it for everybody? I, well, you know what she's not saying? Is it for everybody? You know we have entered. We now enter now, so we now begin to explain why it's for everybody. Can we sit down somewhere? Blah 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 blah. That's it. Praise God. I didn't know her before. I've met her like that. Do you get? Do you understand? So you see, the things of the spirit require your participation. Thank you, Nancy. Can I put hands together for Nancy? Praise God. Now, the things of the Spirit require participation. If you don't participate with the Word, you will not grow with the Word. If you don't participate with the Spirit, you will not grow in the Spirit. Amen. If you don't participate in evangelism, you will not. You understand? If you don't participate in prayer, you will not. So when we say we are praying, join us to pray. Amen. 
pray. How do you learn to pray? It is not by reading 10, book, 10 steps of prayer. It's not by having book of prayer. It's not by having fire mountain, mountain of fire, prayer. Look, listen, carry all those books, put in your shelf. If you don't pray, you are not praying. I can say, come and take spirit of prayer. Pia! And you follow my power. Woo! 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 Sister, if you don't pray, you are not. Yes, sir. You will pray. Amen. We can impart you. Fire can be inside. But you see, that fire will not really shine until you use it to pray. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at everybody say deeper. Everybody say deeper. Say deeper. Deeper waters. Say that deeper waters. Deeper waters. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll end with this. One major thing the devil uses to trip believers up. To trip them off. They walk and trips them off. Is besetting sins. Right? What do I call it? Besetting what? Talk to me now. Besetting what? Sins. Yeah. Besetting sins. Now, what does sin do? You're, if you're born again, if you have received Jesus into your heart, all right, you have the nature of God in you. You have the spirit of God in you. Is that correct? Now, what the devil tries to do is to bring you into a cycle of besetting sins. Things that you keep doing. And when you do them, you now begin to open yourself into a struggle with guilt and what? Condemnation. Now, why does he do that? Because Satan knows that when there is guilt and condemnation at work in somebody, faith cannot be strong. Faith cannot be what? It can't be strong. So that is why many times when you are praying, the sin you committed two years ago, it will just appear in front of you. It will just remind you, ah, you, you kissed Lekon, don't lie, you kissed him. It will just bring it up like that. Oh, you see, you understand? When you say out, he will bring it again in 3D. You kiss him, see the kiss, your lip and his lip. You understand? He will, you understand? What is he trying to do? He's trying to bring guilt and condemnation. Because if there is guilt and condemnation, faith cannot receive from God in prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot receive from a God of righteousness with guilt and condemnation at work in your heart. Because what guilt and condemnation tells you to do is to move far from God. Are you following? But righteousness, consciousness says, I am a son of God, I take what is mine. So he brings you to that cycle of besetting sin. That's what he does. Very intentional. He knows what he's doing. That's why he tripped you up with addiction when we were very young. Gave you something to be struggling with. Gave you something that will make you be doubting whether God loves you. Doubting whether God loves you. You understand? So you have a lot of people that are bound to pornography. This is the issue, major issue with pornography. It's not the porn itself. It's the self-condemnation, the guilt, and the loss of self-worth that it brings out in people. So when you now have that, someone who is bound to porn, who now begins to see himself less and begins to feel weak. So he, what he does there is that person feels weak. I can't. No, sir. Ah! That's not who you are. No guilt, no condemnation. The first way out is to say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This righteousness, I did not work for it. It was given to me as a what? As a gift. I'm a son of God. Mm, eh, oh, eh. 
certain place with this thing. Okay, so certain, come on, I want to play your own. You did my own in 3D. Let me give you 5D. My own is more advanced technology. Can you see the cross, right? You see Jesus on that cross? All right? You were whooped. Amen? Now, fast forward. All right? At the end of that, you are going to be cast with all of your devils in hell. Now, look at, can you see the fire? All right? Satan, don't go anywhere. Can you see that fire right now? He says it's burning. I says it's burning. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, it's hot, man. It's really hot. It's not for your body. It's for your spirit, you know? Oh, boy. Forever and ever. Mm. And you know where I'm going to be? Satan, I'm going to be at the right hand of the Father. Amen? I'm going to be chilling, man. Amen? Amen. You ain't gonna, you are never going to, as you start, you should flip it. You will find that the voice will disappear. When the devil tries to remind you of your sin, remind him of his end. Remind him of his end. Paint it in a very good, you see, be like, uh, uh, what's the name of that good painter? Ah, I forgot his name. Leonardo da Vinci or Picasso. Painted that our painter. We are see. F-I-N-E. You see, yeah, that is your end. Praise God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not because of what I have done, but because of what Christ did. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, that, you see, when that comes in and the abundance of God's love comes in, it rewires your brain. Glory to God. It rewires your brain. And you now begin to say, I know who I am. I walk this way. I know who I am. I take this. I know who I am. This is who I am. Besetting sins. That's what he does. So do not allow those things to alter your identity in Christ. Do not allow it to affect what you receive and what you walk in. Amen? Amen? Amen. Don't allow it. You are the righteousness of God because of the blood of what Jesus Christ has done. Praise God. Have you been blessed today? Have you been blessed today? Has your mind been renewed? Alright? So what you do is this. Give yourself to praying consistently. We have prayers in church. 6 a.m., 10 a.m., join it. 10 p.m. Join it. Have the habits of spirituality. Join it. Plug in. Amen. What did I say? Plug in. Put it on your ears and be talking in tongues. Talking in tongues. Have times when you pray by your own, but have those. You plug in. You're talking in tongues. You're talking in tongues. You're praying intentionally. As you are doing it, as you are doing it, you now begin to find the senses, the voices of the flesh, the word of the flesh begins to break and break and break and break and break. You have supernatural encounters. You know what happened today? I'll tell you. While I was driving to church, it was such a beautiful thing. These things happen regularly with me. While I was driving to church, there was no rain in Surulere. As I was driving like this, driving, driving, when I got to, and I got to VI, and boom, rain started falling. There was no rain. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. There can be no rain in this place. You just cross like this. Rain started falling in that place. So rain started falling, rain started falling. I was like, Lord, where did this rain come from? The Lord now opened my eyes, and I saw some of my friends. They were with me. They were in the car, they were flying with the car. I was like, I'm special like this. Look at this guy flying with me. Praise God. Then the Lord said something. Um, he said, this is how I'm going to show you that what you are seeing in this vision is true. He said, the moment you turn, in this place where you turn into, where you are getting to this church, where you are having this thing, he said, the rain will disappear and there will be sunlight. And as I turned like that, sunlight just came out. Rain disappeared. I was like, boy, wow, wow, dear Lord Jesus, man. Oh, boy, woo, hallelujah. I felt good. Amen. Amen. Ah, ah. Just me like that. See how they are following me up and down. So I know they are with me here. They are with you when you go. Praise God. Never ever think that your father is far from you. Never ever think that angels are not with you. They are with you. Do you know why? They are sent by your father to watch over you. Take care of you and to move when you say move. Glory to God. 
you are not at a disadvantage. You have the advantage. Lift up your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and just thank him. Manto ragaba sutaka. Banda labaye. Zikata paradisa. Sukata lamariba sutukubaria sahaya. Bandile pakata sata papasia. Oh, hallelujah. Zedeke de basiti. Andile mon supra esitiki. Tika napata. Shapata kata bababaye. Balakadi suprahaya. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Rise up on your feet and You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.